Do you smell what the rock is cooking? gonna happen to you if you don't start listening to me i don't know it's gonna be a while before that ever starts happening tree hill wrestling federation podcast (laughs) episode 52 uh season three episode seven of tree hill you better get it together for the next three weeks i guess gotta be around you for it (laughs) yeah But is the September 22nd episode of Monday Night Raw from Madison Squoval. Did you say Swoval? Squoval. Squoval? Is that like a square and an oval? Yeah. Squoval? Yeah. So you're just making up new fucking I just, shapes. Whatever. I've been meaning to say that one for, for probably <laughs> ages just for fun. Squoval. And I finally did it. I kind of like that one actually. Squoval. That works. Madison Squoval Garden. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not changing it right if now. If you can't tell already, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker. And we're having a baby in a week. <laughs> Literally a fucking week. One week from today, exactly one week from right now, we'll be welcoming our third child into the world. Not like for you guys, because obviously like we record this a bit ahead. Yes. So that we're on top of shit and you guys are getting content when it's supposed to be coming out. And because we're expecting a baby, we might not be actually doing anything like actively for a couple weeks while we settle into new routine with three kids. Yeah. um, One being a newborn. But, you know, that's why you're getting updates sometimes a little bit late, but... It's for good reason. Exactly. And uh, yeah, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, fornication. My boobs hurt. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Fornication leads to pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens, dudes. Uh, So if you're too young to know, now you know about the birds and the bees. That's how babies are made. P and V. Episode 52 of Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers. And sisters. And what do we do on this podcast, babe? We like to talk. Amalgamate. We like to talk about the mixing of One Tree Hill <laughs> and professional wrestling. Oh, boy. Yes, we like to amalgamate here, dude. The worlds of One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Entertainment otherwise known as WWE these days. But back then, the Panda had yet to give a steel chair shot to the World Wrestling Federation. We were still allowed to call it WWF. But until the Panda laid the smack down on WWF and they had to change the name to WWE, we're still at a time period in September 22nd, 97, where they actually were still called WWF. When did that change happen? 2002. About April... 
May-ish of 2002. <laughs> yeah, I want to say about May 2002. The way you like do that uh, with your hand. Yeah, it's in and around there, you know, May. Wow, that's I the say, quickest light bulb screw in I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> May, yeah, May 2002. They had to change okay. the name. Uh, World Wildlife Fund or the WWF. Uh, was going to sue WWF, World Wrestling Federation, for, for taking the name. And so Vince McMahon was like, okay, we're going to change the name then. So they changed it to WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. And you know what the um, slogan was when they had to change the name from WWF to WWE? What? Get the F out. Wow. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They got the F out. And it was an E. But at this time, it's still an F. They still had the F in. And on this episode of Monday Night Raw from Madison Swovel Garden, gonna run with that. Squovel. Squovel. Not Swovel. Swovel. Squovel. Squovel. Square and an oval. Got it. Squovel Garden from New York, New York. Man, when was the last time we were at Madison uh, Quadrilateral Garden here? Was it uh, Survivor Series 1996? I thought we had talked about that place like. Like, had been there technically before, well, like, there, since? Well, there was one episode of Monday Night Raw not hailing or emanating from uh, MSG, but, uh, and not the Chinese Spice, but the actual arena. <laughs> uh, there was a house show at MSG where Savio Vega turned on Ahmed Johnson and joined the Nation of Domination. It was just a house show, so they just showed highlights of it, but that was the last time they actually did a show at MSG, mm. so not an actual Raw or pay-per-view. They've done New York shows, Hammerstein Ballroom in Rochester, a few other places in New York, Albany, but not actually at Madison um, Cube Garden. So, we're, uh, excuse me, Squoval. You gotta switch it up sometimes, bro. Uh, but we're we're back here in New York, New York, New York, and we're kicking things off with an Intercontinental Title Tournament matchup between. Oh boy, two of your absolute favorites here. We are the nation of domination! not just any fucking nation here it's rocky nation member rocky mayavia do you like him yet like i know you liked him before but now he's joined the nation do you are you have you started liking him yet like as a nation member have i ever liked a nation member never say never brother because i was pretty upset with thonginator at first but then that lasted all but two minutes. So yeah, it was not long. It was fine. And it just so happens that Rocky's opponent right now in the IC title tournament is Thonginator, Ahmed Johnson. They're in their first round matchup here. And Sergeant Slaughter, as much stupid shit that he does, I don't know how stupid it is, but annoying shit, I guess, that he does. And he butts in and he causes uh, turmoil between so many wrestlers. He actually makes a good decision here. And he kicks the nation out of the match. So Rocky has to fight it by himself. Well, okay. First of all, 
makes the most fucking sense in the world because Thonganator was a part of the nation and then they turned on him within like two seconds. Yeah. um, Because they're assholes. (laughs) And the nation has always been fucker. Like, they're fuckers. Yeah, they are. And they interfere in every They interfere in every fucking match. And Sergeant Chin knows that. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not fucking putting up with this. This is going to be a fair fight yep. between two men, not one man and like fucking five of you. So fuck yep. off. Fair enough. And it's about time that Slaughter put his foot down when it comes to the interference that's constantly happening in nation matches. Uh, and you also realize that we were talking about Madison Triangle Garden here. Uh that was the same arena that Rocky Maivia debuted in mm-hmm. back at Survivor Series 96 when he was a sole survivor in his Survivor Series matchup. And now he is back here the next time as heel Rocky with the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, right back to where we started in New York. For some reason, Captain Lou Albano is on the outside of the ring taking notes. I don't know why he's there. I know it's in New York, and he's very popular in New York, but uh, that's Super Mario Bros. Super Show um, Mario, Captain Lou. He also was a a manager for many wrestlers back in the day. I don't know why he's showing up here, though. Uh, Now, we got to talk a little bit about Ahmed Johnson's tattoos. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like you know that he has a cross tattoo Gigantic on his back cross tattoo on his back and i was like what you're like no he doesn't <laughs> and i'm like take a real close look when they when they zoom in on his back and you're like holy shit he does so the the only thing that made me like be able to notice it was the way the light was shining on the tattoo and on his back yeah the thing is is you can see like I can, and when I'm looking at my tattoo right now, from like the side, you can see the ink has risen the skin. Yeah. So I noticed the raised skin first before even noticing the actual ink. You itself. can kind of see the outline of it, like the indent, right? Yeah, um, the indent. But yeah, he's got a massive back tattoo, but it was just done in such guess dark ink that you can't really tell that it's there and unless you look really close in the right light well, he has one on his chest so you can see a little bit easier. that one yeah i've noticed that one but before the back tat is just like well it took me a little while to figure out that he actually had that yeah uh yeah a man of god oh so do you know sweet. that uh, god's in a tag team match uh years later weird <laughs> actually god yes yeah Weird. And you know who God's tag team partner was? No fucking clue. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels teamed up with God. Uh, uh, yeah. But yes, the winner actually meets Farouk in the second round because Ken Shamrock, because of his internal bleeding, is unable to continue in the tournament. And so Farouk gets a bye to the second round, even though he oh, lost. Fucking loser. No, he lost the match to shamrock he is now in the second round and the winner of this match which turns out to be ahmed johnson (laughs) he gets to get his fucking revenge he gets the prp in the one two three (sighs) away we go it is ahmed versus farouk next week in a semi-final intercontinental title tourney and that rhymed brother uh stone cold oh sorry 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 sorry. stone cold steve 
Austin is here, but he's in the crowd. He's way up in the cheap seats, hanging out with the fans. And although he has a broken neck, it's not going to deter him from opening up a can of whoop ass. Oh, he's out for fucking blood on anybody who's in his way, because now he's getting this intercontinental title uh, stripped from him at Bad Did to Blood in a couple weeks. And he's none too happy. And Aaron is none too happy that now this is the second title that he's going to be having stripped away from him. Bullshit. This bullshit sucks. But uh, I think he'll be back a little bit later in the episode. Uh, we get, uh, a fun little segment. When I say fun, I mean pointless. Uh, Sable's secret mission. Oh, dear We God. get a laser tag ad. It was so With dumb. Howard Finkel, uh, classy Freddie Blassie as the floating digital head and Sable playing with lasers. Uh, yeah. Continue on. <laughs> uh, so we did not watch this, uh, but this did happen two days prior to this. We had one night only in Manchester, United Kingdom. Over in Britain, we had the European title match, the aforementioned one between British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we saw a couple highlight packages from that very match over in England. And... British Bulldog got Shawn Michaels up for the running power slam on the outside, but the the ring was raised up from where the outside was, so it actually fell in between the stands in where the ring was raised and fucked his knee up. And we all know uh, Bulldog's had a, he's had a, uh, what do you call it? A brace. A brace on his knee for the last little while. And so they played into that. He took a pedigree on the outside for his troubles, threw him back in and lost by figure four leg lock um and yeah he didn't give up but the referee had to call the match and now Shawn michaels is the european champion and the first ever grand slam champion in wwf intercontinental champion european champ tag titles and world champion so all four titles in wwe hmm. that are available for men to win uh he has won all of them he's the first man to ever do that not even take that Bret Hart <laughs> motherfucking right loser. You're about to say that. I was literally going to say, not even Bret Hart has gotten a chance at the European title. <laughs> he has won the other three, though. Multiple yeah, well, times. he can suck a dick. Multiple times. Uh, but yeah, he's never been European champ, and Shawn <laughs> Michaels has. <laughs> There's only been one European champ. I know. Before Shawn but Michaels. you know what? Ha. <laughs> fucking ha. <laughs> Bitch. Yes. Heart. Okay, so you know who's more useless? Yes. <laughs> you know who's more useless than referees in wrestling? Who? The people who work Undertaker's lights during his Yeah, intro. these guys are fucking useless. <laughs> they literally... The gong, I'd be like fucking on it. Like, there's a switch. Oh, yeah! Or there's a button, and you hear the gong. You think he like maybe caught up with like the music guy before the fucking thing, but anyways, you hear that or, gong. Or like, you hear it the second you, you hear, hear the gong. It. Shut the light. Boom. Boom. Hit the button. Pay fucking attention. <laughs> Dong. And then like... Okay, we're going to go for a cup of coffee, come back, have a couple of ref bumps. Ah, oh, let's hit the And if they're now. waiting for Starbucks, that shit can a take a while. It's going to take a while. If, depending on the lineup. <laughs> so they come back and then they hit the lights finally and Undertaker's already in the ring. <laughs> then they hit the lights. But yes, now these guys, oh, they, they got to get on their shit. Hello? Useless. Lights, please. The only guys more useless than referees. 
So Vince makes an interesting stipulation for Bad to the Blood, the big old Hell in a Cell match with the roof on it. And we have Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. But the winner of this match will be the number one contender for the world title and will face Bret Hart at Survivor Series in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Montreal, I say. Well, and you you and Justin were talking about Montreal. Montreal. So the winner of this match faces Brett in Montreal in Survivor Series. Quit, like, underlining with the way you're saying it, Montreal. Montreal? Because... <laughs> Do you know how, when you say things like oh, that, do know. you know how tempting it is to look up spoilers? Oh, man. If you typed in WWE and Montreal into a search engine, that would just blow everything Watch. Up. You are saying it right now, right? Yeah. You're saying it. Now you're going to start getting no, fucking things My phone <laughs> is listening. My phone is listening, and yeah. it's going to be like, oh, oh you're nice. interested in this match from 1997 in Montreal? That's the thing. You don't even know who's in it. You know Bret Hart's in it, but you don't know who else is I in ha- it. I have no Shawn idea Michaels who else is Undertaker. in it. And then um, <laughs> it's going to like come up and like when i open google <laughs> yeah. like google chrome it's gonna yeah. come up as one of the suggested links yeah wwe montreal guaranteed yeah and we'll i give it a day or two and i'm gonna check and i'm gonna <laughs> screenshot and not only that too like it's montreal but then there's another word that follows montreal that i cannot say uh and uh, you put those two together and it yeah it's just a whole thing dude so that's why i've been alluding to montreal so much over the last few months is because it's kind of an important Careful piece. what devices you allude to this shit yeah, around. So if you see <laughs> WWE wrestling or Montreal in the same sentence, abort mission, dude. Don't abort even mission. fucking go near that shit. Because that is spoiler hell. Right honestly, there. my entire if I go into Google Chrome, yeah. like just the you know when you're going in to search something and it has all the suggested links. Yeah. Probably about 60% of those links now are Uh, wrestling wrestling related (laughs) because of this podcast. Let's just say that uh, there are many, many documentaries of the transgressions of what happens in Montreal. Transgressions? Transgressions, let's say. That's a good word. But there has been uh, just a huge number of documentaries, specials, um, YouTube things, uh, interviews, podcasts, all the shit hmm. just about fucking Montreal. That's all I'm going to say. It's all I got for you, brother. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Undertaker or Shawn Michaels meeting Brett at Montreal's Survivor Series. Uh, when does this take place? Like how long? Early November. So we're only like a month and a half away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we're getting close to bad blood. We only got one more raw before bad to the blood. And uh, not the Taylor Swift song. Because <laughs> it has two Ds, brother. Uh, but Undertaker wants Sean to burn in internal damnation. Yes. And he's going to. I could see that. There is a roof. There is a locked, padlocked door 
there's no one under the ring. As Vince said, even underneath the ring will be checked before the match. So Triple H or China or Rick Rude or whoever cannot hide underneath the ring. Here's the thing, though. I was saying to you when we were watching this. Yes. Logistically, like, if you look at it and you're like, okay, like, this is, like, fully enclosed thing. Sure. Okay. Locked. Yes. Logistically, Undertaker would fucking destroy. Like, there would be blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sure. Literally, like pieces of flesh hanging from the <laughs> the, cage. <laughs> from the cage but <laughs> because of the way that this company works they want to swerve you i can almost guarantee they're gonna make it that Shawn michaels wins it's hard to say honestly because yeah they could easily that what they're doing literally is painting Shawn michaels in a corner yeah right they're, they're putting him in an unwinnable situation legit so how does he win that's the question how does he win and the thing is do they really do heel versus heel at survivor series i mean fuck it but it's in montreal fuck it. that's brett's home turf fuck it so he's gonna be a baby face in that match Mm. right and undertaker needs his fucking revenge on Shawn michaels and bret hart yeah so how does that play into it Maybe Sean wins it, and then, you know. And then what? Undertaker's out for Sean's blood. He already is. He already is, but (laughs) that makes him even more fierce. Or could they do a triple threat match at Survivor Series? Undertaker versus Sean versus Brett. Oh, my God. You're confusing my small little brain right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's small when it comes to wrestling. Uh, But but it's growing, luckily. The thing is, my brain isn't what it used to be. I have a few things fighting against me. I have mom brain. I have pregnancy brain. I have MS brain. My brain is just a pile of pea soup right now. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not working now i'm officially off so now my brain is really not working to the best of its ability (laughs) you know what luckily your wrestling brain is growing because how much do you know now as opposed to a year ago when we started this idea of the podcast i know who the spiky dino bros are sure you sure do I know who Boston Pizza is and Cutie Patootie. Sure do. I know Tassel Boots. Yep. I have seen Thongnator's thong, like straight up, like holy right up their thong. You can literally write me the encyclopedia (laughs) to 1997 WWE. You could do it because you know it, brother. Oh, Lordy. Shawn Michaels accosts The Undertaker at Mm -hmm. the ramp and he says that um, unless you're a hot mama i don't lay down for anybody Shawn michaels doesn't lay down for anybody dude Mm -hmm. he just doesn't that's the first time he ever said that but not the last Shawn michaels undertaker oh man hell in a cell the inaugural hell in a cell match man i'm looking forward to this shit this is one of the moments that when we started the podcast i was so fucking looking forward to rocky joining the nation was definitely one of them ahmed joining the nation after how much you like ahmed happened i was very looking forward to this but i was yourself, very looking forward to very this. very very <laughs> oh looking forward God. to this and now you're gonna have to 
get spick and span and uh, make yourself look cute because uh, you're going to be on TikTok watching this Undertaker. Yeah, Shawn and I've Michaels made a match. stipulation is if you're going to be recording me in any episode at all. Yes. You don't have to warn me the moment it's happening, but, but just warn me for the beginning of the episode. Beginning of the episode because you have gotten the most unflattering shots of me. But also the most TikTok famous shit of you. Uh, people really like those uh, reaction videos. And we're going to continue on with those. But we got to make me look cute. Deal. Okay. As cute I'm as- not going to have a baby in my belly anymore, so I'm not going to look like a giant fucking whale. Because <laughs> um, right now, I am literally like a fucking whale. <laughs> Chunky Duncan chunky t- <laughs> always yes. but you know <laughs> uh we're gonna whatever make it like, you like you like a little more cushion for the grab pushing. cushion for the pushing but yes uh we're gonna make you look cute actually when when i started to lose weight before you actually got kind of upset there wasn't as much to grab onto yes you were like hugging me and you're like what the fuck Why can I where, are yeah, where are you <laughs> i was like <laughs> I'm smaller. I'm right here. You're I'm right smaller. here. Oh, that's okay. Smaller. That's okay. I'm fine with that too. Healthier too. Uh, but we'll make you look cute for bad to the blood, just like uh, Sunny. Sunny's not no, bro. Uh, I love one of the people in this. Uh, the crowd has a Sunny sign, but it's spelled it S O N N Y, like Sunny. <laughs> because wrestling fans are quite the uh, intelligent group of people. Uh, we have a tag team match here that Sonny is introing, and it's Spiky Dino Bros, your boys, Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom, up against Farouk and Kama of the Ew, Nation. Oh, Nation fucks. Yeah, they're going to get fucking uh, these boys up for the old Doomsday device. But then, uh, because they couldn't interfere in uh, Rocky's match earlier in the night, now D'Lo and Rocky feel like they have to interfere in this one. And that's exactly what they, they do, do, and they beat fucking Legion of Doom down. And then even uh, Ahmed Johnson comes in, but it's still a four-on-three advantage for the nation, and they beat them all down. And this is going to lead to that six-man tag match at Bad to the Blood with the Legion of Doom and possibly Ken Shamrock, if he's okay to go, <laughs> against the nation in a six-man tag. You know what? I really don't miss Four-Leaf Clover, though. Yeah, yeah. It's only been like it's only been an episode, a couple, but yeah, a week or yeah, not I'm, much, I'm, but I'm fine with it. Whatever. Yeah, he's not much to miss. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, another round of the Intercontinental Title Tournament. We've got fucking Owen Hart, Mister Cutie Patootie himself, up against the cringiest part of oh, Monday Night Raw. Oh my god, I can't handle this. It's the only so thing bad. I can say, and I know this is very rapey what's going on. It with is Pillman so fucking and, rapey, I can't and, handle uh, it. Marlena, but I do have to say, Marlena looked pretty fucking good this week. The purple lipstick was not it. Yeah, but what she was wearing? Poor girl. like <laughs> Forced against her will. <laughs> It's so this bad, dude. This is so bad. It's so cringy. Didn't really exactly uh, stand the test of time, did it? <laughs> no, definitely not. Like, that is so, like... Like, fuck, it's a work, brother. Oh, it's so gross. But like, yes. it gives me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> so bad. But like I said, you may only have to endure this for another week, and then that's it. Oh, thank yeah. God. The, the storyline is officially dropped. 
but for reasons. Uh, but because it's so rapey. I guess you'll have to wait and find out. But uh, Owen Hart, like I alluded to last week, uh, he has a new theme song uh, intro to uh, his entrance here. Yeah. And uh, we got to play a little bit because it's a little bit hard to hear sometimes when you're listening because, you know, there's the commentary, there's the crowd, there's all the noise and stuff. So it's really hard to actually hear it unless you've heard it a bunch of times. But uh, I'll play it, obviously, at the end of this episode, and you can give me your rating. But it is quite the banger, if I may say so myself. Owen and uh, Pillman are hilarious, though, in this match. Pillman comes out in a sling because uh, he's been... He doesn't want to fight his bud. And not only that, too, he comes out in a sling because he's been uh, extra busy uh, with that oh, arm, God. and he says to uh, Goldust that I know you're uh, reading that little Dakota, the three little pigs. Well, I'm making Marlena squeal every Ew, single no, night. No, don't even remind me of that. It's so. <laughs> and gross. he broke his arm doing it. <sighs> but then we easily find out Sergeant Slaughter does not allow this. Actually, throws the mic at Pillman, <laughs> and he grabs it with his broken arm. And broken Owen, in quotations. Yeah, broken in quotations. And then Owen Owen was hilarious too. He can't he can't wrestle. He has a broken arm. As he caught a microphone with his said broken arm. Uh he also needed uh medical paperwork to back up that he had a broken arm, but he left it in the car. <laughs> but when they start this matchup, when they actually do start this matchup, uh I would say probably a three out of ten is about the uh, effort level they're putting in. Oh yeah, they're, they're doing, doing the jack arm wrenches. Shit. They're doing the hammer locks. They're doing the the headlock takeovers. But man, they're going about twenty uh, percent speed here. Uh, but luckily, uh, Pillman Marlena actually gets a little involved and hits on with the purse. And so it actually starts to get them riled up. And now Pillman's biting Owen. And now here we go. We're off to the fucking races. But then Goldust comes out again obviously to interfere in the match and to get at pillman but he hits owen first so technically pillman gets disqualified because Goldust attacked owen so owen wins but then he goes right after pillman after and once again the referees hold Goldust back because of a fucking contract they signed on the dotted line and they hold him back while pillman's able to escape with marlena once again so gross this is not the crux of this entire segment though because although owen dedicates this big win in the tournament and is going to the finals at bad to blood for the intercontinental title dedicates this big win to his loving brother brett we i'm sure you heard my eyes roll (laughs) yes like the undertaker uh, but we get yet another appearance from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Austin's here. And he bum rushes fucking uh, Owen from behind. And, you know, get a hold of yourself, man. So Vince, not being on commentary last week because he's afraid of Stone Cold, not knowing that Stone Cold would be present in this uh, episode, and and Owen was also bringing cops to the ring with him oh, because God. he has this, uh, you know, restraining order against Stone Cold, uh, temporary restraining order. But now he's in violation of this again, and the cops are there and they're ready to take him out. But then you got Vince on commentary, getting off commentary, saying, "No, no, no, we can't have this." And so Vince tries to reason with 
Austin here. He's just like, we want you back in the ring. We want you kick ass. We want you here. But get a hold of yourself. You have no idea what you're doing to yourself. We just want to protect you from yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to play within the system. That's all you have to do. Now, Steve Austin doesn't exactly strike me as a guy who likes to play within the system. Definitely not. (laughs) Much like yourself, someone who does not like to play within the system. Me? Yeah. You say fuck you to everyone. Just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You literally have a (laughs) wallet that says fuck off. Fuck off wallet. I have fuck off socks. Um, what else do I have that says fuck off? My face. Yep. You have a major RBF sometimes. Do I? Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, so does Steve Austin. You have so much in common. The, the wrestler that you have the most in common with is literally the dude who will not play within the system. That's S-C-S-A. <laughs> and his promo here where he's like almost reasoning with Vince, he's like, I appreciate the fact that the World Wrestling Federation cares. And I appreciate the fact that, hell, you could kiss my ass. <laughs> and here we go. Fucking chalk it up. Number one. It is the first ever Stone Cold Starter to Vince. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And then everyone's like, fire him, fire him. He's getting fired. <laughs> it's like, no, he's not. Jerry the King Lawler loses his shit. Put him in jail. He's going to be fired. Damn him, Stone Cold. You're going to be fired. What the hell are you doing? Put him in jail. <laughs> and they're just losing their shit. But Yet, man, what a moment. And and what a sell from Vince. I make the point, too, of saying, like, when this is happening, like, oh, yeah, so Brett can go and, like, grab onto him and stuff when he's Didn't pissed off a about a fucking... stunner, though. Okay, but still, he <laughs> grabbed onto him. It's and not like you put him in a shark Aggressively. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he wanted to. Fair enough. But, I'm sure uh, that was the intent. But this is definitely the most physical anybody has been with Vince McMahon. And even they even threatened uh, termination on Bret Hart after his scuffle with Vince, too. But this is much worse. Yeah, well. Yeah. But Vince's sell job on the stunner, <laughs> he literally falls over Austin. <laughs> it was quite funny. He takes it and then he like literally rolls over. But then over he's like shaking he's, on like, the he's, mat. Like, convulsing on the mat. <laughs> It's pretty good. But his face, because the second Austin said that line, the hell, you could kiss my ass. And you see Vince's face just has that big O face. And then he's like, <laughs> and then the kick. Oh, it's so perfect. New York. Madison Squoval Squoval Garden man if you're over in New York you're over anywhere and Austin's over like Grover and he's the first man to actually hit his finishing maneuver on the chairman of the World Wrestling Federation that is one of the most if not the most uh, legendary stunners in history Hmm. the very first one on Vince McMahon but is it the last Oh, obviously not, because you've alluded to that a billion times. (laughs) Well, he's going to be arrested and fired, so he doesn't really have a chance to uh, get him with another stunner, does he? (sighs) Either way, the cops, he he willingly gets handcuffed and leaves the ring and goes straight to jail. He goes, 
straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Give a stone cold stunner to Vince McMahon. Believe it or not, jail. Uh, <laughs> and what blew my mind the most about this episode being as legendary of an episode of Monday Night Raw as you could ever get. Literally the very next segment, we have Dude Love, Triple H, Street Fight. Now it's not just fucking Dude Love. Because Dude Love's in the back. And a street fight's, and he's, and a street fight's not exactly my bag, baby. So he's talking to Icky Mankind. So which is Mankind comes out. And Mankind's talking to Dude Love. It's like a, a Eddie Murphy um nutty professor shit going on here where it's like mankind's talking to dude love and mankind's like you know what i don't even think i have it in me to have another street fight with triple h but i know a guy who does and here we go who comes on the screen bang bang it's fucking cactus jack deathmatch fucking king explosion matches barbed wire fucking rings C4 explosives. And Diz Prince is like, fuck no, fuck no, and fuck no. And Trips is like, fuck this. Cactus Jack. And this is the first time Cactus Jack was in WCW. Cactus Jack was in ECW. Cactus Jack finally making his first appearance in WWE. And Triple H sells the fuck out of it because you don't want to fuck with Cactus Jack. Because you think Mankind's unhinged? You think Do Love? Well, he's not really unhinged. He's just a hippie. But if you thought Mankind... You got hiccups counting, bro? think mankind is unhinged cactus jack is at a whole different fucking level dude and they have this amazing street fight where he takes these ridiculous bumps <laughs> i think i know what i think you think i'm thinking uh it's fucking cactus jack and china actually gets dumped in this fucking match she's going after Cactus Jack, but then Triple H throws CJ into fucking China, into the stairs. She gets a nice little squish job into the stairs from a 300-pound man, so that probably does not feel very good. He also goes for his original finisher that Cactus Jack had in WCW, which was the elbow drop off the second rope to the outside onto the trash can. Unfortunately, he missed Triple H and hit the trash can. And then finally, they get up. Here we are. The barricade's down. The trash cans are out. You name it. And here we are at the top of the ramp. Triple H pulls out a table. Mm-hmm. This is quite a flimsy fucking table. Yes. How flimsy was this table? You could see it like buckling. <laughs> Literally. It yeah. was wild. Yes, it was. And yeah, so he goes for pedigree on said table, but eats a little blow for his problems. And he also eats a pulling pile driver that explodes this fucking table on the top of the ramp. And unfortunately for China, does not make the breakup in time. And Cactus Jack, 1-0 and in the WWE, bang, bang. Cactus mm-hmm. Jack is here. So now Mick Foley, he's got three fucking personalities on television Jesus. now. Not one, not two, but three faces <laughs> of Foley. Mankind, Cactus Jack do love so far who's which one's your favorite obviously hippie mankind hippie? yeah that's your your top one he's just funny he's funny <laughs> absolutely the other two are just kind of deranged but that's okay because mick foley's amazing he can do whatever the fuck he wants uh if you were to have supper with a wrestler who would it be um stone cold steve austin yeah even more than british bulldog 
Well, oh, hang see, on. Threw a wrench into your plans there. Tassel boots. Yes. We'd have fish and chips. You would. And bond. What would you have with uh, or... Stone Cold though? You'd probably have a steak and like some beers or something. Some some stabilizers. Some what? whiskey. Some whiskey. What? Some gin. What? You'd have some fucking drinks with Austin. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the greatest time in the world is drinking with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Now, you know the guy's a None fucking... None of that light beer shit, though. No, no. As good of a drinker as he is, he's not as good as a cold tub guy. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> For anyone who's not aware, currently Stone Cold Steve Austin's most recent thing is cold tubs. And uh, he tried to do a video of him sitting in a cold tub for three minutes and got in about 10 seconds and called it a day. And then the next one, he did it. Yeah. And then he was like, actually, I could sit in here longer. My yeah. body's acclimated. Oh, to yeah, it. absolutely. But that first like 20 to 30 seconds is brutal. Imagine the shrinkage. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, he's definitely stone cold to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Stones are cold. Stones are cold. Just like his tea. Uh, yeah, we have the Survivor Series Super Supper Sweepstakes, and you could win a supper with your favorite World Wrestling Federation superstar. It's the Survivor Series Super Supper Superstar Sweepstakes. Oh, my Lord. I mean, that's a lot of asses, dude. Oh, Madison Rectangle Garden has quite a few great moments over the years. And now, obviously, this first Vince stunner is definitely one of them. Uh, Andre being another one. Andre the Giant. They love to get Andre on the screen every once in a while. But here we are. Uh, Once again, Shawn Michaels calling Undertaker out again later in this episode. Calling his dead ass out right now. (laughs) Right here. And uh, Taker is apparently afraid and doesn't want to come out. Until he does. But it was a setup. Triple H, China, and Shawn Michaels gang up and take out The Undertaker. But not for long because they run scared after that. Of course. And we finally get to our main event of the night. We've got the best bitch heart. The best there was. Biggest bitch there was. And the best there ever will be. In the Madison bitch there ever will be. You know it. And he's up against uh, Golden Chicken, Chicken Nuggy here, Gold Dust. And he's only got the half paint going on. He's got like half dust and half gold dust in this match. Well, because what it is, what they say it is, is he's not complete because he doesn't have... Marlena. Marlena. Yeah. He doesn't have golden titties. Yep. Not yet. Eventually, maybe he might get her back. Let's hope. What if she just joins up with Brian Pillman after everything? Uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his uh, his outfit's getting a little tired. The thing is, so I said this when we were watching it. I was like, he's had like a run up the back of like his ass and stuff on this outfit for a few weeks a while now. now. Yeah, it's been a bit, and he hasn't replaced it. And I have a feeling. That when Marlena comes back, there's going to be a little bit of a change up. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's my theory. They're reinventing is themselves. There's, they're going to be, now that she's had this time away um, in like really fucking rapey scenarios, um, 
there's going to be a bit of a difference in them and I feel like his outfit and like a bunch of stuff is probably going to change to reflect these differences and that is probably why they haven't changed the outfit yet because they're like well let's just make it last because this is going to happen like within a few weeks I think you might be on to something brother <laughs> uh, wow uh Really? Well, I would say some predictions in there could possibly be true down the road, but you don't know in context, I guess. Huh. Yes. Interesting. I would say an outfit change is definitely needed for gold dust. Well, yeah. Yes. Obviously. Let's keep it at that. This one's tired. Let's keep it at that. Uh, Shawn Michaels loves to interfere in uh, Bret Hart's matches, just like he loves to breathe at the beginning of his day. Um, He likes to interfere. In a lot of matches. And so everybody gets involved after this. Uh, Brett wins with the sharpshooter. Kind of just whatever. But everybody's in. You got fucking Trips is in. Fucking Shawn Michaels is in. Jim the Anvil Nightheart comes back after like two months of being fucking gone. Yeah, Where the knows? hell is he? Uh, fucking British Bulldog. Who I don't know how the hell he got back over here from England so quickly. Uh, with his bum knee. And he's in gray sweatpants, which you're a huge fan <laughs> of. Uh, but he's getting his ass kicked still. And after all the fucking chaos... Yeah, and- you came home with gray sweatpants, and I'm like... That's not the right gray. Yeah, it's like darker gray, so it doesn't accentuate things as well. It's gotta be light gray, dude. <sighs> yeah. Much like uh, Bulldog's pants were. But uh, after all the uh, confusion, miscommunication, and chaos... Undertaker gives a double choke slam to Brett and Sean. Remember what I alluded to earlier about Montreal? Undertaker took out Sean and Brett at the same time. Mm-hmm. What if this Hell in a Cell match ends up being a no contest and it's a triple threat match at Survivor Series? I don't know. Oh, you don't know. That's too bad. Well, don't ever Google WWE wrestling and Stop Montreal. talking about it. My phone's listening. Don't, don't do it, bro. My phone is listening. That would be like me fucking Googling One Tree Hill season finale season three on my phone. Why would I do that? So don't. I'm not. You're the one that keeps talking about it and my phone is listening. Get over it. They're listening to everything we ever say. So what the fuck does it matter? <laughs> because that's obviously it's been influencing what comes up on my Google. Sure. But it so, takes you. <laughs> it takes you to have the inner strength not to hit it. I have that inner strength. I ignore so many of them. But a lot of the times, the headline says a lot. Ooh, that's not good. That's the thing. I like that. That's the problem. Fair enough. So, so we got to get the Montreal real quick then. Like, hurry the <laughs> fuck up with this shit. Because, like, uh, damn. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what is your it's rating? It's not my fault. What is your rating for this episode, dude? Holy shit. Um, I could do with no more rapey shit. Yeah, but, like. The first stunner on Vince. <laughs> Fucking the debut of Cactus Jack. Two back-to-back segments. Austin's first 4. stunner. 4.1. 4.1. I thought it'd be higher than that, but at least it's back in the fours again. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I thought it'd be higher than that. should have been higher than that. This is one of the most legendary episodes of fucking Monday Night Raw in history. But you know what was not legendary? This episode of One Tree Hill. It was okay. Bro. 
bro. It's not legendary, I tell you that much. Bro. But I feel like there might be some episodes in season three that are legendary on One Tree Hill. You got to see Deb's boobs. That's legendary. That's a legendary part of it. But, you know, that's a good start. But we need we need more. I loved the title of this episode. Champagne for my real friends. Real pain maker for my sham friends. Or just, you know, the <laughs> fucking follow boy song title. Yep. Champagne for my real friends. Real pain for my sham friends. Great. Uh, Nathan's starting this episode off and he's got some American nightmares. Well, okay, no. Streaming about Cody. There was this weird dream sequence and it starts with Brooke and Lucas. Brooke, or sorry, Lucas has this dream of him and Brooke making out. And then he wakes up. Second time this has happened. And then in the dream, the dream like continues on he like wakes up from he a wakes dream up another dream and then it's chris keller cuddling up to him in bed and saying morning baby and like you know continuing this thing it's quite the uh foreshadowing to the end of the episode actually but the, <laughs> go away and then Haley wakes up because she's dreamt this dream of lucas and chris keller being in bed together <laughs> and she's like in her own bed and she's like what the hell so then she goes over to brooke's bed and crawls in and she's brooke's like oh bad dream and she's like yeah and then brooke's like want to make out and Haley's like sure and then nathan wakes up and he's the one that's dreaming about brooke and Haley making out and he's like it's like fuck yeah it's a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream it was pretty funny i like it wow it's I think funny. you think you think you know you're thinking what I'm thinking. What? That's a quadruple dream inception. Oh my goodness, I'm tired. Okay. Yeah, we're on the one tree hill part. We'd be snoozing pretty soon. Yeah, it's almost it's like what time is it? I didn't even wear my watch today. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, but yeah, it's like bedtime. Tim was not drafted. Good. And he's like, who would ever draft this fucking idiot? He's going around feeling sorry for himself, and he sits down beside the first drafted guy, Mouth, Mouth. number one overall draft pick, <laughs> Connor McDavid. And he's like, I didn't even get drafted. And he looks at Mouth like, like you understand what I mean, right? And it's, it's like, no, no, I was number one overall, literally number yeah. one. So now. The guys are all like, Finding okay, so you, getting picked. you've yeah. drafted us. Now what? And the girls are like, well, dates. I mean, whatever. And then the guys are like, no, dates. Like, we need to go on dates and you guys pay. Like, you chicks pay for us on these yep. dates. Right. And Rachel's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Lucas is going up to Brooke and he's like, oh, so what are we going to do for our date? And she's like, ah, funny uh, thing. Well. Um, actually, uh, Rachel picked you because I picked Chris Keller to fuck with Rachel. Mark is so <laughs> stupid. Unbelievable. Her stupidity. So Honestly, dumb. she could. She was second pick. She should have easily could have just Lucas. fucking picked Lucas. And I know she wanted to fuck with Rachel. But if she was later on, like, I don't know. I don't know if someone else had picked Lucas and then she had an opportunity to pick Chris Keller before Ra- Rachel, then yeah, sure. That could fuck around with Rachel's plan. But 
no one picked Lucas. She easily could have said Lucas. The whole reason she came up with this idea was because of Lucas. You get this high draft pick and you have the opportunity to pick Connor McDavid. Okay. But you're like, no, I know this team. I want to fuck with them. So I'm going to pick the guy that they're going to pick. I'm going to pick Radic Bonk. So you pick Radic Bonk. And then the team that you wanted to fuck with gets Connor McDavid. You understand how fucking stupid you have to be to have that to happen. And that's how fucking stupid piece of suburban filth Brooke is. So Karen and Deb are talking about this new sign that Dan has by the highway for his campaign. Oh, it's like his billboard. His billboard. And Karen's like, I hate seeing his fat face. Deb's like, me too. So let's spray paint it. Yeah, they're going to spray paint NWO on it. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. So they have this whole plan. They're going to go out at night with a ladder, climb up there, and do the deed. Sure. (laughs) I mean, classic. Something tells me that something's not going to go right with that. Oh, my God. It's too Hollywood. So for these dates, Nathan, obviously, because he was picked by Haley. Um, they go on their first they're date gonna in like go on their 10 f- years now. 10 years. They're going to go on their first date in quite a while. And Brooke, not too thrilled with the idea of having to go on a date with Chris Keller. She's trying to stay home. Yeah. And Bro- or Haley's like, you're the one that said that anyone who doesn't abide by the rules is kicked off the team so you need to get your fucking shit together and go on a date with chris keller because this was your idea and this is my first date with nathan and fuck you fucking screw this up for me yeah and also mouth gets to go on a date with peyton and it seems like it's going to be a very uncool date apparently it's not going to be a cool date yeah apparently apparently and bevan gets to go on a date with skills right and what are they gonna do Watch the notebook. Oh, he's going to get notebooked? Yeah. Oh, dude. Have you ever been notebooked? No. Have you never seen it? I I watched it one time. Uh, when it came out on DVD, actually. Uh, watched it myself because my mom literally rented it and be like, oh, I heard a lot about this movie. We should watch it. And I watched it. And I, was, I was like a teenager, right? So I was just like, what is this fucking tearjerker fest bullshit? But now, if I watch it these days, it's I think the I'll reason have Ryan Gosling is like a thing. Yeah, hell yeah, baby. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I haven't watched it since uh, basically shortly after it came out on on DVD. So I think if I watched it again today, I would be having a very different interpretation of it. What do you mean? Just I'd actually get into it because I was a teenage boy when I watched the notebook. I don't give a shit about the fucking notebook. But if I watch it now, yeah, I'll probably have a few tears that'll be jerked. It's such a sad story. Yeah. I actually read the book. Actual book for it a long nice. time ago. Yeah. So part of the Nathan Haley, Brooke and Chris Keller date, they've they're going on a double date. It's the only reason Brooke would go out. In this way. Yeah. So Haley had this whole thing planned for her and Nathan. For them to be solo. Yep. Not being tagged along by Brooke and Chris. But whatever. 
So they're on the beach and she wanted to go to their wedding spot. Well, she goes up on the ridge. It's now fucking completely torn apart. Yeah, it's going to be a subdivision. Yeah, they're subdividing it. It's heartbreaking and she's missing all the little purple flowers that were in that spot and just like it just broke her heart that it was gone. And you can even see once like they started to walk away, like her and Brooke started to walk away and Chris, Nathan kind of stood there and he looked and he was kind of like, fuck, that's a bummer. Yeah, because that is sad. Um, <laughs> so Mouth and Peyton... They go to an old folks home and Peyton's like, what the fuck? And they go to this room and it's an old man and his name is Mel. And Mel is like, ooh, you brought a girl like keeps calling mouth Joe. Yeah. And we don't know why. Mouse at first. (laughs) Yeah. Mouse. When he first walks in. Um, But he's calling him Joe and... Then he's telling Peyton how he used to be a race car driver and saying all these things and just being really like, it was just a really sweet thing. I was waiting for, because uh, uh, he was a race car driver, talking about the car accident he might have been in at one point or another. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no car accidents with no. Mel. That's too bad. Um, but Peyton's like, you know what? Let's bust him out of here. Like, I'm sure there's like... He hasn't been out here in ages. Let's go. Like, it'll be fun. They called him Fireball back in the day. They did. So she's like, (laughs) yeah, let's go, Fireball. Yeah. (laughs) He even gets out his helmet. So they smuggle him out of the fucking old folks home to go to the fucking racetrack. Yeah. They're going to go go go-karting. And it was was just really fun. Like... It's just Mario karting out there throwing fucking banana peels and green shells. It's great. It was... It was fun. It was. (laughs) so karen and deb go to this billboard and they climb up there with their ladder they're doing the spray painting in w oh my god they're doing a mustache on dan's face that's pretty hilarious mustache actually and then someone's ass bumps the ladder i'm sure it's it's uh, barbie ellen woods for sure she's got dat booty because karen does not (laughs) She bumps the ladder and now it's leaning against a tree. Don't and you think like, you would like fucking like angle the ladder more so that couldn't happen? Because you literally, if the ladder's up like this, yeah, there's a really good chance of it going up. But if you just had it more like that, there's no way you could ever push that ladder off opposite way against a fucking tree. I don't know. But they also spray painted Dan, Dan's an ass. Yes. Yeah on there a favorite line from uh karen yeah now they're uh kind of standing there and they're like well fuck how are we gonna get down yeah we're kind of fucked now so we're gonna get caught like yeah this is gonna go down a bad road the thing is they're trying to yell for help yeah highways closed for construction that night there's no one there no one she's gonna definitely lose the bid for fucking being mayor if anyone sees her doing this to her opponent's billboard yeah right yeah uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they actually used fucking uh, Brooks designs for shirts at Suburban Filth. Leading up to that, yeah. First first of all, though, the date has moved on to the mall. Chris Keller is picking coins out of the fountain. Uh, yeah. And Haley's like, what the fuck? 
Nathan is playing an arcade game. He's a it's a sh- uh, basketball shoot game or something. And NBA Jam, I don't know. Completely ignoring Haley. Yep. So <laughs> fucking Brooke goes to talk to him because she's like, your wife is sad. Like, she's trying here. She had this whole thing planned, and you're completely ignoring her. But then Chris is like, I have an idea to get Nathan to pay attention. Puts his arm around her. starts putting his arm around her and trying to, like, cuddle with her. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. And he's like, what? Like, what the fuck is going on? And goes to break it up. But then Brooke realizes that suburban filth took her designs and actually put them on clothing and these designs are in the window. And the designs fucking suck too. They're terrible. Dude. They look like she's shit. She's in high school. Then why would they use those designs? They're fucking dog shit. Apparently suburban th- the f- suburban well, filth. Well, when you name your business filth, yeah, you probably are going to have people who work there that are filth and design things that are filth as well. Oh, God. The hatred for Brooke is about the same amount of hatred that you have for Jerry the King Lawler, Brett the Hitman Hart, and Paul Bear rolled up into one. We haven't seen dog shit in a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. Thank God. <sighs> So, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) So back to Karen and Deb. They're trying to figure out a way to get this ladder back. And Deb's idea is take off your clothes. Sure. Okay with that. How many times has a fucking uh, Barbie gotten her fucking tits out now? It's pretty great. Yeah, season three is a lot of Deb's body. No wonder I knew this season was going to be so great. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So they're trying to tie their clothes together to get this ladder back. That's the plan. We find out that Mel has Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. He does not he's, remember anything. He's not. Because Peyton says to Mouth, like, oh, this he's going to remember this night for the rest of his life. This is going to be great. No, he's not. He's like, no, he's not. Sadly, he has Alzheimer's. And he's actually, you know forgets who his whole family is like forgets his whole life yeah that's really sad and makes peyton really like think about it in a different way absolutely and i've had uh family members with alzheimer's as well too it's definitely not an easy thing to go through for them and for the family as well this room that we're sitting in right now used to be like my grandmother great-grandmother used to live with us and she thought that upstairs there used to be a doorway right behind you with stairs up to the landing and then up the stairs. And she thought that we were caretakers living above her. Right. She didn't realize that we were her family, her, family, yeah. her great grandchildren. Like it was fucking sad. No doubt. It was weird. There was some funny moments like Halloween that year. She like would go around, like walk herself around to the down the hall out to the front door and then knock on the door and then say trick or treat. Oh, my God. And she'd go to like try and leave. And we're like, no, grandma, you can't leave. But yeah, it was uh, it was sad. Yeah. Never easy. No. Especially when it's living with you. Yes, for sure. 
Yeah. Skills is digging on the notebook. Man. He's got this fucking hot chick Bevan all over him. And he's just like, hey, hey, just a sec. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Like, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> Let's get through the movie. She, Bevan's trying to make out. Yeah. And he's like, bitch, chill. Yep. I'm sure that if it was like me and you, you'd be like, okay, let's fucking. Oh, yeah. Fuck the notebook. I don't care about this shit. <laughs> let's go. Reminds me of our first Valentine's Day together. What were we trying to watch that night? We were. We did end up watching it. What? What was it? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right, 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 right. In between the events. wow no i had to make you suffer through watching that first section before they did the opening title two minutes of it no it was like it was a little while it was at least five minutes i had five minutes i had to no five to ten minutes i forget how long it is but i had to make you sit there while i was in lingerie and you could not touch me nothing man Talk about self-control, man. I had to exercise that. Oh, You had God. barely any. Yeah. No, that was tough. The ultimate fucking test. <laughs> but I failed. <laughs> you were failing miserably. Yes. But, but that's a test that's okay to fail, brother. Okay. Um, I got a fucking bone to pick. Now, this Rachel chick, I kind of like her because A, she's hot. B, she's a better dancer than Brooke. And C, she just says fuck you to Brooke you, all the She time. just dances like a fucking stripper. Uh, okay. I revert <laughs> you back to my last statement. Um, but and also, she just punks out Brooke all the time, calls her fucking bitch, just shows her up. I love her. She's great. But I got a bone to pick with her because she's uh-huh. driving her fucking car on the goddamn grass of the fucking... What? The court, dude. The fucking river court. She's driving up on the grass. Yeah, I know. What the fuck, man? Still. Zero. Everyone does. No fucking respect for groundskeeper Willie, dude. This is just fucking egregious at this point. I'm done. Get over it, man. There's got to be a parking lot somewhere. Even You're even pissed off at her when she gets Lucas to... No, 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 no. You no, know, no, I'm not pissed at her Shoot the basket... While he's blindfolded and then she takes off all her clothes. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at her for that. Definitely not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Park your fucking car wherever you want. Park it right here if you like. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You were ridiculous. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, Mouth, um, we also have to talk about Mouth and um, Peyton drop Mel off at the home. Yeah. And he asks Peyton who she is again. Yeah. And then Mouth does say, like, he's my grandfather. That's why I spend time with him. That's why. Because Peyton's like, it's so sad. Like, why do you keep spending time with him? Because he won't remember it, but Mouth will. Yeah. Yeah. And Mel has a really, because he keeps calling Mouth Joe. Yeah, which is his son and Mouth's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they had a falling out and he's like, you know, the thing is, is I'll remember like he's having these moments where he thinks that I'm 
his son and I can give him these moments where, you know, they're happy again and it gives me something to remember. But yeah, it was just really sweet and really sad. Yeah, but it also makes Peyton kind of see... Uh, put things in perspective for her that she has a mom that she now has decided to not see who is also dying and uh, maybe she might think twice and might want to actually go see her mom Mm -hmm. before she does do the uh, dance with cancer. So Chris Keller and Brooke are on the couch drinking to Brooke's designs. Meanwhile, Nathan and Haley are standing out on the um, patio outside the front door and they're chatting and she's like, you know, this isn't really the date I imagined. And he's like, you didn't have to take me to our wedding spot. I know it was. I remember it's there. Like, we can't keep going into the past. You know, I wish you kind of thought more about like. Like concentrated on the future and the present like right now so Haley takes him to the cafe roof where you know the golf course is gone but she wants to show him the what her and Lucas do every year at the start of the year with the predictions yeah and she wanted Nathan to read her prediction and she's like he's like no I'm not gonna read it because if you I read it it's not gonna come come true yeah so he's like Give me your back. Turn around. Give me your back. Because he wants to write his own prediction. Mm-hmm. What do you think he predicted? That him and Haley are going to get back together. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Deb you know, has her boobs out. Oh, I love it. It does not give me erectile dysfunction like it does to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the girls, they finally get the ladder back. They're getting their clothes back on. Um, which you were sad about with Deb. Yeah, what the fuck? And Karen kind of has a bit of a, like, she looks at it and she's like, we can't leave him like this. So she's, they start to rip off the Dan's an ass part, but it turns out saying Dan for, Dan Scott for erectile erectile dysfunction, which is even more hilarious than Dan's an ass. Oh yeah. Like that is so much better. Like so good. I just loved it with the ridiculous mustache. Yes. Oh yeah. And they finally get the ladder too, but she, she's very apprehensive about this whole thing, doing it. I'm not a child. I shouldn't be defacing, vandalizing things. Also, Karen's a very like level headed conservative conservative person. Very conservative as well though too. Yes. Yes. But she is able to go out and have a fun night and possibly get trapped up on a billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan reveals that he found a purple flower from the wedding site and he gave it to Haley and he's like, the roots are still there. We just need to work on it. Yeah. Oh, sweet guy. And then finally, the fucking main event, the climax of the episode and not just the climax. It was climax for a bunch of them. Uh, so Lucas, after this whole thing with Rachel, decides he's going to go see Brooke because he was saying to Rachel the whole time, Brooke's the one, Brooke's the one. So he goes to see her at the apartment. He thinks that he's even more stupid than Brooke is. And he goes in and goes, walks into her room and Brooke is laying there. It looks like she's asleep. Well, fucking up pops Chris Keller. 
she slept with Chris Keller. And Lucas walked into the room and had to find out that way. Yeah. They obviously weren't doing it actively at that moment. But. You know what I have to say to that? What? That's what you get when you let your heart win. Oh, my gosh. You're quoting Paramore? Yeah. Wow. Haley Williams was on point with those lyrics. <laughs> and Lucas is just as stupid, if not even more stupid, than Brooke, which I didn't think was possible because she's probably the worst and most stupid character on the show. <laughs> but Lucas is challenging her for that title, the stupid championship of the world. Dollar sign 3.22. It's fine. It was fine. It's okay. Seen better episodes in the season for sure. And I think we'll see some better episodes later this season as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Seeing that people laud this season as like one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, it's either season. People either say season three or season four are the best up ep- or best seasons ever. Usually, if they see season four, season three is close second, right? Um, or the other way around. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it. This is definitely a good season, and it's definitely on the up and up. I'm um, having a good time, bro. Mm-hmm. Having a great time here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, which I also forgot to do at the beginning of the episode, was to tell you that we have social media at treehillwf.podcast <laughs> on the Instagram, TikToks, Vines, Was I being too distracting with all my other shit? Yeah, basically. You're being extra, like always. And uh, it's okay, I'm extra too. And uh, listen to us on all the streaming services, including... Spotify. What? Fuck off. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give you the Stone Cold treatment here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. What the fuck? We're only an hour 13? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. This one kind of flew by a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. My God. Well, because uh, we forgot to go through that whole intro. What intro? You know, our regular... It's like two to things us, I did follow us. Yeah, blah, but blah, blah, that's blah, like two blah. things I had to say. And what is that going to take up another 15, 20 minutes? I don't know. Well, in the, nah, the wrestling, nah, nah. the wrestling one wasn't as long as we normally talk about. They're like neither show, honestly. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's going to happen once in a while, bro. Yeah, you're going to get a shorter one here or there. That just means we could talk more about wrestling. No. Bro. Bro. I'm getting sliced open next week. Yeah, one week, bro. He heard that and he's like, yeah, you are mom. <laughs> Get me. It's like uh, Happy Gilmore uh, when the Mista Mista lady jumps on Adam Sandler's car. And that's exactly what our baby's doing right now, saying, Get me out of here. <laughs> Actually, the thing is, he'll probably be born and he'll be like, No, I want to be back in no he's not it's warm like warm he's, and toasty yeah well we'll make it warm and toasty for also, him on the outside he also doesn't like it when i the extraction we'll call it the mass extraction he doesn't like it when i sleep on my stomach yeah well pretty soon you're gonna be able to I do accidentally that again. do sometimes yeah. and then he kicks really really hard and just make sure you're not doing it anymore it's it's tough it is it's very tough when that's the way you I normally sleep and like 
pregnancy pillow helps, but it only helps so much. Sometimes in the middle of the night, my brain is like, let's be on our stomach. I can't wait to set that thing on fire. Just like Undertaker set, setting it just on like fire. Undertaker set his childhood home on fire. Also, I'm having a C-section. I'm yeah. still going to need it for a bit. Not that much longer. It's on borrowed time, brother. <laughs> Why do men hate pregnancy pillows so much? The fact that you even have to ask this question. No, tell, tell the public. Uh, it leaves very little space for me to sleep. It's <laughs> annoying as shit. It gets in the fucking way. Uh, it just takes up so much fucking space. It's so fucking annoying. Like, as if you don't take up enough fucking space in the bed already. Now you're going to have this fucking long-ass bed-sized pillow. <laughs> it's not bed-sized. So I will be lighting it on fire. I even zipped off because mine has a zip off section and I zipped off the extra section of fabric and pillow. Woot woot. To give you more room. <sighs> Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Please do not buy your pregnant wifey's pregnancy pillows. Believe She's going to buy it herself for anyways. For your sanity. Just get a king size bed. Yeah, that's true. Get a king size, which we need a king size one day too. We do. Yes. Because, yeah. I mean, I won't have a pregnancy pillow anymore. Good. I'm Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And I bid you a Montreal. What? And I say bye, bitch. But why Montreal? Why Montreal? No!